Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year, book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. This life study is the basis of our program today, which includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's life study. As believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have received as part of our full salvation an escape from the eternal perdition that awaits the disobedient and rebellious. But many believers mistakenly take this to mean that Christians face no manner of judgment at all from the righteous and holy God. Well, regardless of how popular such a thought might be, the Bible does just not support it. Take, for example, Peter's word in his first epistle in chapter 4. In verse 12, he says, Beloved, do not think that the fiery ordeal among you coming to you for a trial is strange. Then in verse 17, he adds, For it is time for the judgment to begin from the house of God. These verses make very clear that our righteous and loving Father does judge, discipline, and purify His children while never putting our eternal destiny in jeopardy. Francis Ball is with us today as uh, we fellowship these matters. Uh, Sobering words, aren't they, Francis, and a sobering topic. Yes, I would say this is much more sobering than many people like to believe. They may have some kind of concept that once you're forgiven, there is nothing more to answer for. But I think we'll see a different story here in Peter's epistle. There is, I think, fair to mention at the outset, Francis, if you study even the history of Christian teaching over the centuries, it's. I think it's also uh, important to realize that I would say in the past few decades, teachings on this subject have tended to become a little more comfortable uh, and comforting. And uh, what we really are attempting to do today, as Witness Lee really did faithfully in all of the years of his ministry, and that is come back to the pure word and and really let the Lord shine with the pure and uh, unfiltered truth, so to speak. And we come to this matter of God's dispensational judgment, his dispensational discipline of his people. And it's a topic that we have to face. It's very much in the New Testament. It's part of the New Testament period in which we live, isn't it? I believe this is uh, one of the main factors of the ministry that we got from Brother Witness Lee Yeah, to show us that this matter of forgiveness of sins is once for all and thus save us eternally by our regeneration but that there are factors in our living and our life that need a further judgment. And so, therefore, the believer is saved for eternity as far as life is concerned. But as far as his purity is concerned, there's much dross needs to be dealt with. And I think that's what Peter is dealing with in his epistle. Let's look at these verses again. Uh, We'll take 12 and 13 this time. Beloved, do not think that the fiery ordeal among you coming to you for a trial is strange, as if it were a strange thing happening to you. But inasmuch as you share in the sufferings of Christ, rejoice, so that also at the revelation of his glory you may rejoice exultingly. Francis, believers 
suffer in this age. Uh, there's no question about it. We may like to think that uh, we're going to be delivered from any suffering, any hardship, any trial, but uh, the Bible just doesn't support that. And even we look at the lives of the apostles who the Holy Spirit used to bring us the Word of God, their lives don't reflect this either, do they? That's right, because even the writer of this epistle, together with Paul, have a lot to say about the matter of sufferings. But the sufferings are not just for our sin. Right. The sufferings that we will see here are really for our perfecting, our purifying. That is a key point and one we want to underscore in today's uh, program. Let's join Witness Lee with the first portion, Francis. This uh, word, fiery, the Greek means the burning of a uh, furnace that purifies the metal, purifies the gold and silver. This indicates the Lord is using the persecutions, trials, as a kind of furnace in a positive sense, with a positive purpose, to purify our life. We are the gold and we are the silver, yet we still may have some dress. We need the purification. Don't think this kind of thing is strange. As a dear Christian, you have to realize persecution should be coming to us. Trials should be coming to us. Poverty should be coming to us. You see, we shouldn't think this is strange. No, this is not strange. It is altogether not foreign to us. It is common. We have been uh, appointed. <laughs> uh, this is our destiny in this age, but not in eternity. God never destined us to suffer in the coming age, but surely God has destined us to suffer in this age because we believe in Christ, because we love Christ, because we live Christ, because we testify Christ, because we bear the testimony of Christ, and we witness Him in this age. Surely this age is lying under the hand of the evil one. So the entire world will rise up against us. Eventually, this kind of suffering is counted in the eyes of God, the sufferings of Christ. Francis, the Bible tells us that the whole world lies in the evil one. So surely, if we have the kind of life he just described here, uh, we believe in Christ, we love Christ, we live Christ, we testify of Christ, we bear witness to Christ. If this is the characteristic of our living in this world that lies in the evil one, it isn't strange, is it, that the world would rise up against us? That's right, and that's the reason Peter is saying, don't consider this fiery trial as a strange thing. And I'm afraid many people who are believers in Christ and begin to suffer some kind of persecution are very hesitant to believe that the Lord still loves them or really that they get saved. So we have to see here that this is not a strange thing happening to us, but it's the same reaction that the Lord Jesus had when he was here on earth, and we are his members now. 
We are his partakers. We are his witnesses. And so we have to expect the same kind of reaction from an evil world that the Lord Jesus himself took. So I'm thankful, Chris, that we can be partners with Christ in this matter. Yeah, we're going to see, I think, as the program continues, Francis, that this is a real portion of glory. And this is an honor to be able to share these kinds of sufferings with him. He even told the disciples, the world hates me, it will hate you also. Right. So um, we shouldn't have a higher expectation. I know there's a, a strong current in the church today among believers to engage in the politics of the world and uh, really try to achieve a kind of a a success in the world and an acknowledgement and a recognition in the world in a positive way. But it just seems difficult to find justification for that in the pages of the New Testament, doesn't it? That's right. I think we really need this light from the Word of God to realize that it's not a matter of being saved and eternally saved and falling from grace and these kind of wrong understandings that come into among Christian teachers. But we are saved eternally by our regeneration. Mm -hmm. That's the matter of life. But the matter of purity can only be worked out by the Lord taking us through the same kind of sufferings that he went through of opposition from the enemy and from the world. This is a good example that Peter gives us in his epistle here. This word fiery trial, this word fiery, really refers to the purifying furnace yeah. that was used to purify the precious metals, the gold and the silver. Of course, we know the silver represents the redemption of Christ. Gold is the nature of God. But uh, as these elements are present now in us as we're believers, we got these as a kind of a free gift at our regeneration. Yet we have to be honest to confess there's a lot of dross, there's a lot of residue of the old that is there that requires some uh, burning away, doesn't it? Yes, that's quite a good illustration or figure of speech that Peter uses here about the fiery ordeal being a matter of purifying the dross that's left in us. I think we all would have to confess that even though we got regenerated from a sinful life or even from a, a moral, upright life, We still need regeneration of life, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't solve all our problems. There's still the matter of living that needs the dealing of these fiery ordeals. Francis, let's go on. Verse 14 is uh, quite wonderful and what we're going to talk about in this next section. If you are reproached in the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. Here's Witness Lee for our next section. Verse 14, if you are reproached in the name of Christ. We suffer in the name of Christ. If you are reproached, this is kind of evil speaking. This is a kind of a persecution. In the name of Christ, you are blessed. Don't think you are cursed. You are blessed. If people appraise you, you are cursed. <laughs> You have to have your mind changed. Vice versa. Consider persecution always a blessing. As long as you would go with the Lord, Satan, the evil one, will never let you go. Hallelujah. Rejoice. Rejoice. This is a blessing. Not a cursing. If you are reproached in the name of Christ, you are blessed because why you are blessed? What is the blessing? A good car? 
prosperity? No, because the Spirit of glory and of God rise upon you. The more you are persecuted, the more you are blessed with the Spirit of glory rising upon you. Isn't this wonderful? The Spirit of Christ is in us. And the spirit of glory rises upon us. Hallelujah. The spirit of Christ in us to reveal all what Christ is to us for our enjoyment. That is the spirit of Christ. Now, the spirit of glory rising upon us to do what? To glorify God. The more we suffer, the more glory we have. Amen. The more we are persecuted, the more glory comes out upon us. So this is the blessing. The blessing is not anything material, but just the spirit of glory resting upon you. Uh, Francis, the Apostle Paul says that we need to have our minds renewed in Christ. I can't think of another area where we need more of this renewing than what we're talking about right now yeah, right. Uh, to reinterpret or re-understand what really is the blessing and what is the curse. It's not according to our natural understanding, is it? I should say not. This is a big mistake that's been made among a lot of Christians that discourages them because these things do happen to them. Right. And Peter has already told us not to be surprised. Right. And if when we are persecuted by unbelievers or by directly by Satan himself, we should count that as a glory. We are participating in Christ. All his blessings come to us because he is now the spirit in our spirit. But the persecutions of Christ also come to us. So we're a real partaker with Christ. We're a partner of Christ. The sufferings of Christ are on us. And that means also that the glory of Christ is upon us. So I really thank the Lord for this kind of revelation, Chris. I'm afraid that uh, many Christians, even as I was also, was feeling that any kind of uh, persecution I have must be because of my stupidity or my unfaithfulness. Yeah. But this is not the case. This kind of persecution comes on those who are participating in Christ's sufferings. That is a revolutionarily different view from what we typically hold. And we think that, well, maybe I'm suffering or I'm experiencing this persecution because God is trying to correct me. I think we'll see later on in the program. There may be an element of that. Certainly the Lord does correct us, and sometimes he uses these outward things to correct us. But it's more than that. This matter of being purified and glorified, this certainly goes deeper than just a correction or behavioral adjustment. The Spirit of Christ is within us, as he said, leading us to experience and enjoy Christ. But the Spirit of his glory is upon us, especially when we're being persecuted. This is really how we are glorified, isn't it? Yes, this is marvelous. And it does give an entirely different view of what we would naturally think. Because we think when we become Christians, now we have to improve our behavior. Now we have to be better. But he's not trying to make us better. He is making us him, wow. the very same as he is. So we go through the same sufferings that Christ went through. No shortcuts to uh, being glorified, as That's it right. turns out.
Okay, we read this at the beginning of the program. I'd like to come back to it. It's verse 17. For it is time for the judgment to begin from the house of God. And that is Peter's writing, obviously, in First Peter chapter 4. But as we'll hear in this portion ahead, Peter was not unique in teaching that Christians have a portion in God's judgment and in sufferings. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 11 said this, verse 31, But if we discern ourselves, we would not be judged. But being judged by the Lord, we are disciplined that we may not be condemned with the world. Yeah. That's to believers. That's to us. We need to judge ourselves. We need to be disciplined if we want to avoid or miss the condemnation upon the world. Right. Strong words, Francis. Very strong. All right. Here's Witness Lee for our last portion today. Verse 17, because it is time for the judgment to begin from the house of God. The word judgment proves that in Peter's sight, all our persecutions, sufferings, are a kind of judgment. But this kind of judgment is not the judgment for condemnation. This is a kind of a dispensational discipline to purify our life. Don't think just to correct us. Sometimes it is a correction. But mostly it is to purify us from any kind of dress. We are pieces of gold, but maybe we still have quite amount of dress which need to be purified away. No teaching, no fellowship can work out this kind of purification, but the burning furnace. And what is the burning furnace? That is God's disciplinary judgment. This thought is not only in Peter's writing, it is also in the Apostle Paul's writing. In 1 Corinthians, Chapter 11, whom we, the believers, the Christians, the lovers of Christ, are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined that we may not be condemned with the world. And the condemnation to the world is for eternal perdition. But the judgment we are serving today is not for eternal perdition but dispensational discipline. This is the Holy Word teaching. Take the pure word from the Holy Word of God, which tells us clearly God under his government, in order to carry out his universal administration, he has different kinds of judgment. At the Lord's coming back, the Lord will be commissioned to judge the living countries. Then at the end of millennium, the Lord will be commissioned to judge all persons on the white throne. That is, to judge the living and to judge the dead. That judgment is called the judgment for eternal perdition. We, the shifted ones, will never have any share in that kind of judgment. Don't be afraid of that. We have been saved. We have been passed over. 
God has passed over us for that eternal perdition through Christ being our Passover lamb. But don't think we pass through that, then we have no problem. Don't think that way. Now we are just like the children of Israel. They passed through the Passover, right? They got redeemed by the Lamb. And they enjoyed the heavenly manna. And they enjoyed the living water out of the rock. And they have seen so many miracles God did for them. But out of two million, only two persons, not judged by God to die. All the rest, including Moses, Mary, Aaron, right? All under God's judgment. That didn't mean they were under God's curse. No, no. They were under God's what? Dispensational judgment. It's not for eternal perdition. Francis, when I was uh, listening to this, getting ready for the program, I decided I went back and read in uh, Deuteronomy where Moses uh, is told by the Lord that he would not be going into the good land with the children of Israel. Here, he'd been with them all those years, led them through so many experiences, so many miracles. It really had experienced the redemption of God, the redemption of Christ as the Passover lamb, all these miracles. And yet, due to his own failure, the Lord was going to discipline him at the very end of his life and not allow him to enter into the good land with the children of Israel. Yet Moses reappears in the gospel when the the Lord takes Peter up on the Mount of Transfiguration. So that certainly doesn't mean that God was through with Moses, does it? I think this, this gives us a good picture of this matter of discipline. I think we need to see this more and more clearly, Chris, because so many people are misled by this kind of false hope or a fear that's not necessary because they are afraid the things happening to them is because God is judging them. The judgment for our sins and the judgment that would be eternal punishment resulting in, that is not what's being talked about here. But it's judgment that begins with the house of God, or I would say with the household of God, God's family, so that he does judge his people. But that's not in order that we would be eternally lost, entering into perdition. No, but we are being judged to be purified and to be more and more just what God wants on this earth, a people who are living the same kind of life the Lord Jesus lived on earth. And so this judgment is for that purpose. But with this judgment comes a glory. The Spirit of Christ is in us to be expressed, and the Spirit of glory is upon us. Right. For this judgment brings in a marvelous result that will result in a joy unspeakable and full of glory. Francis, I'd just like to close today by restating, reiterating, so that there's no confusion whatsoever. The judgment for our sins, the judgment for an eternity apart from God, that judgment has been born and can only have been born by the Lord Jesus himself. And that settles that question once for all, for all eternity. We are free of the guilt and condemnation of our sins by virtue of the judgment that he bore for us. Yet, the Lord still requires an expression. And as Paul says, that confirms what Peter is saying, that we are to be conformed to the image of Christ. And this confirmation, this glorification requires sometimes 
the fiery furnace to touch even the ones that God loves so much and paid the price for. Right. Uh, there's a lot here, isn't there, Francis? There is a lot here, and I hope that this message will become more and more clear in the coming programs. Yeah. In fact, what we've uh, uh, decided to do is come back to this point. He mentioned uh, very briefly here at the end that God has several kinds of judgment. These life study messages that we're touching now in First Peter develop this matter of the different kinds of judgment, the dispensational aspects of God's judgment. We want to devote more time to this same topic tomorrow. So if we've piqued your interest at all with the program today, we certainly hope you'll come back tomorrow. We'll try to develop this uh, even more thoroughly. And uh, obviously the best resource is if you can get the printed life study messages yourself and then sit down with your Bible and go through the verses and get into the uh, the notes in the life study and the messages. There's so much here that challenges some of the common thought, some of the comforting thought that uh, is passed around today. Well, if you would uh, like to get the printed messages, we hope you'll contact us. Our toll-free number, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. And try to be with us tomorrow, the rest of the week, and for the balance of these programs on this very important life study of First and Second Peter. For Francis Ball, I'm Chris Weil. Thank you very much for listening today. Millions of Christians have been strengthened in their faith through the ministry of Watchman Nee. In a recent release by Living Stream Ministry entitled The Overcoming Life, Watchman Nee sounds a call to the believers to pursue the normal Christian life that is hidden with God in Christ. The Overcoming Life is filled with truth, reverberates with hope, and brings the reader to renewed consecration. The Overcoming Life by Watchman Nee from Living Stream Ministry is available at Christian bookstores everywhere.